July 27, 2023. It's a lot for Pedro's show. I think the majority of musicians are, are interested in truth. You know, they well, they got to be because uh, uh, thing, a musical thing is a truth. If you play, a, make a statement, a musical statement, and it's a valid statement, that's the truth right there in itself, you know. And if you play something phony, well, you know, that's phony, you know. And with all musicians are striving for that near perfection that they can get, you mm-hmm. uh, know. That's truth there, you know. And so, in order to uh, play those kind of things, play truth, you've got to... Uh, Live with as much truth as you possibly can, you know? I'm not 
Scott from Pedro Show. Hey, Brother Matt. Hey, we're back in action. Yes, we're back in action. Another 13 minutes late. <laughs> uh, we started John Kuby was early. We got our guest. He was early. We're late, but he was yes, early. We're, yes. And in fact, repeat the format, our guest. Yes. Well, we'll introduce him soon. First, let's tell him what we started show off with uh, John Coltrane. Then, when my ship rolls in, special request yes. from Mr. Jack Brewer. Cool. Happy birthday. Yeah, belated, right. belated birthday greetings, Jack. I think he was at the fucking Dean last week. I think so. They had a big birthday party. Yeah. Because I've been playing with Steve Reed. Right, right. How bitchin'. Bass and drums. How cool. Remember that bass and drum gig I went yeah. to at the Viper? Yeah. <laughs> we're trying it with real bass. <laughs> bitchin'. That guy was wild. Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> uh, anyway, John Truby and the Ugly Janitors of America. Yay. And all the way from... Uh, Santa Rosa. Welcome. Once again. Back Welcome aboard. back. Thank you, John. Yeah, Welcome thank back. Thank you for having me. All right. And this time, we've got a, your own guitar. Yeah, a real guitar. Yes, a real right. guitar. <laughs> 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 I really love that Japanese piece of crap. <laughs> I think it was a, a, a nationalism thing. Yeah. Where, where's that one, Nick? Um, in the USA by Hugh Schick. He has a uh, Hugh Tone Guitars. He, he designs and builds his own guitars. A friend of mine, he played trumpet uh, in the Ugly Janitors on uh, the second album, but he builds guitars, and uh, this is called uh, Little Boy Blue by uh, Hugh Schick, built at Hugh Tone Labs. It's beautiful. beautiful. Guitar. It is beautiful. Yeah, um, no, he lives in L.A. in okay. Studio City, Sherman Oaks, I think. Where you're staying? Uh, I'm staying in North Hollywood for the week. Which and is then, close. Yeah, close, yeah. Some Val. He's just yeah. over the hills, brother. Yeah. Mm. A little sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. How's Santa Rosa? Is it sweaty? Uh, I, lo- I love Santa Rosa. We're 26 miles from the coast, so we get nice moderating breezes. It gets a little warm sometimes. I love it up there. Yeah. It's just um, it's just wine country. It's beautiful. Mm. Love it. I think it was the last stop of the Camino Real. Uh, almost there. I know that the... The, fi- the final the final mission was in Sonoma, okay. and Sonoma is in the region, and that's where the final twenty first ah. mission was. Mexican well, mission. You're, you're uh, Marin, and Sonoma is its own county, right? That's right. So we're north of Marin. And yeah. what's Katati? Is that Sonoma? Katati is a small little hippie town, a couple towns south of us. We were in the Sonoma? beginning, and the hippies used to live there. Yeah. Okay, I heard there was rich hippies in Marin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, no. years ago, in the uh, late 80s, I was playing gigs in Sonoma and Katati. Fun. Sonoma, the county, the city, the, the town. Sure. Uh, yeah. Also, what? Russian River, uh, Guerneville. Yes, Guerneville, yeah. Russian River, Rio Nito. Right. But, yeah. right. A beautiful area. Yeah. Right. Floods. Uh, some, the sometimes playing the theater and there was some watermark. Yeah, if you're oh, wow. if you're in the uh, by the Russian River, so I wouldn't buy property by the Russian River, <laughs> especially these days. Yeah, floodplain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So look, how how many months has it been? Uh, um, March through July. Oh. So how many months is that? Five. Great. Well, it's nice to see you again. Yeah, welcome back. Story, but what well, has happened to you in the meantime? I'm retired. I feel happy. Yeah. Uh, I bus. Can you hear me okay on the board? You get you picking up yeah. my microphone? Okay. Uh, I love to play guitar more than anything else in the world, and I love to read. I've been busking at um, the supermarkets, going and playing, putting out the tip jar. I play for a couple hours. I can make anywhere from 30 bucks 
to 70 bucks or so for a couple hours. To me, that's good money because the most money I ever made in any of my shit jobs was $20 an hour. So, so if in a way, I, you ain't retired. What? You didn't retire. I, I retired, but now I'm, 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 I'm playing music, which is not, it's not work. It's play. It's huh. fun. I'm right getting on. back to childhood. Fun. Cool. All, all I want to but do. But you is, also brought in this monetary part. Yeah, I, I like to get. I, I love to play guitar, but money is just a an, a practical necessity. Yeah. I'm yeah. not greedy. We live in America where everybody's materialistic and greedy and and piggish and stuff. Money is just a tool. It's just it's a practical necessity to have a happy, good life anywhere. You need a little money just to live and everything. But the, this voracious thing of always needing more it, it makes all the sickness and craziness. So I'm retired now. I need a little cash flow From coming that, in. But yeah. you'll collect yeah. money doing art. Yeah. So I get paid for well, what I love. What about material? Yeah. It's, it's, it's what it, do you improvise in the moment or do you come out there with a repertoire? No, I, I have about uh, 50 to 100 uh, tunes, a lot of cover tunes, Motown, uh, Reflections, uh, uh, Ain't No uh, 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 Mountain High Enough, Monday Monday, Wichita Lineman, all these oldies from the uh-huh. 60s. Yeah. And then I have a collection of my originals I play. I play some Beatles, some Starbreak Fields, Eleanor Rigby. Uh, people love it when you play a, a tune that they recognize. Yeah. You can play originals all, all, you know, all day. If nobody recognizes it, they don't cue into it. You play something that they're familiar with and they, they get happy. Well, let me yeah. ask you this. Yeah. Is there a point where it gets to karaoke or jukebox? What do you mean? Like you take a, I guess jazz people would have called it a standard. Yeah. Because, right, people don't get to practice yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you know this tune, I know this. Yeah. But we're going to reinvent it our way. Yeah, when I when I play these cover tunes, I make my own yeah. arrangements of it. You and give them enough so they they recognize. Right. Also, since a slow guitar, I don't have to play in tempo. I don't have to make an exact cover. I don't have any instruments to to play with. Yeah. So the 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 tempo is always rubato. It's always coming flowing, and 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 I play and 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 so I'm really loose with the tempo and speed it up and slow it down and goof it up. I can even make mistakes and nobody listens to it, and they still put money in the tip jar. It's great. You know, uh, John Coltrane, some guesses why he went, you know, that interstellar space with Rashid Ali, just playing with a drummer because you didn't have to worry about chord changes. Yes. So it's just a practical thing that yeah. enters into the art aesthetic thing. Absolutely. And it frees you up if you don't have to be in tempo with the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. Uh, like Django, right? Uh, no, no amplifiers yet, right? So you, it's everybody against the horn. So what you do is you make a band with no horns. Yeah. Like Django, right? Exactly, yeah. You don't have to compete. Yes. You have another guy on guitar yeah. and, you know, whatever, but yeah. no big loud horns. Mm, yeah. Until Charlie Christian gets in. Yeah. But the, it, it, interesting about that, uh, a, a means to an end instead yes. of an end to a means. Yes. Mm. Okay. Right on. Okay. Look, you gave me this tune, uh, Man of Action. Man of Action. Who's yeah. singing that's Lori Amat. She's a beautiful singer. She, yeah. used, she used to be in The Resonance. She toured sure, and sure. recorded with The Resonance. Lori, uh-huh. She was based in San Francisco for many years where I uh, met her, and now she lives in Rhode Island. How I met her in 2003, there was this big festival, these weirdo, San Francisco weirdos doing the Dada Fest, and it was all this wacky music and stuff happening the, 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 uh, for a couple days. 
I saw this woman singing this beautiful, um, uh, she was actually reciting poetry and half singing to a lap uh, steel guitar uh, through flanger, and she's, she's, she's reciting this poem by James Dickey, and it, and it was just beautiful, and thought, she has a beautiful voice, I want her in my band, I want, I want to record with her, or if, if I ever get, so a couple of years later, I got some money together, and then I had to look around for a flyer from the Dada Fest to find out what her name was, so I could look her up on the internet, I contacted her, and we've had a very good collaboration ever since. Oh, awesome. Yeah. James Dickey, by the way, Deliverance. Yeah, Deliverance. Yeah, he was pretty a poet, too, wrote poetry. <laughs> poetry. The, the po- I, didn't know, I don't know about his poetry, but I think I read somewhere. Yeah, you know, he's, he's well known as a poet. I, I haven't read much, I haven't re- really read anything, but the poem was about an actual real-life incident where the stewardess, they call them flight attendants now, but back in the old days, they were stewardesses. The, the, the door of an airplane blew open over Kansas, and she was sucked out of the airplane. Back to a lady and, in Hawaii! And, yeah, and she, and, she fe- and she fell down into a cornfield, and James Dickey's po- uh, poem was based on that news item in the newspaper. He was imagining her falling down and uh, to the ground. And, Did and, she live? No, she died. Because this lady in a while, what was it? It was corrosion on a 737. Whoa. The whole panel. This guy said he was getting a drink from her. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Yeah, whoa. Yeah, it's scary stuff. Wow, wow. Well, okay, man of action. Yeah. Well, you got my car in your motor car And you think you're good, but you won't get far Cause you're just a goddamn motherfucking asshole And you struggle around your Mr. Peanut Brain Thank you.
Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. Bop doo doo dee 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 bop bop doo doo bow bop bop dee dee doo 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 bop bop dee dee doo doo ha bop 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 bully bee bop 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 doo 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 bop bop dee 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 doo 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 Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. Bop doo doo da da hoo ha hoo hoo ha ha bop 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 bully dee dee bop 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 doo.
faking What they weave into that rope Will be the threads of your own making Lord, throw us a safety line Reach out your untouchable hand Captain's in his cups again And we've lost sight of land He promised all the ones he loves The ones he calls his crew I won't let go of the wheel this time But the rudder broke in two I tell you the truth They'll toss over that pin them will be a rope of your own making. I'll tell the truth, Lord knows I ain't faking. What they'll toss over that pin them will be the rope of your own making. Ship's been in dry dock for a few months in this port. Some friends say take her out for a spin. Come on, be a sport. But one whiff of that foul trade wind would pull me back out the door. So I'll suffer through this heart attack and sweet tea on my porch. I'll tell you the truth And I ain't lying What they weave into your hanging rope Will be the strings of your own time I'll tell you the truth And I ain't faking What they toss over that pin oak limb Hollywood is about as glamorous as my ass. Celebrity making it and all that other crap 
There is no reason why we must follow them. John Truby and Ugly Janners, America. What other ones are there? <laughs> Man of action. After that, Model Home and Wolf Eyes. Brand new collab, these cats. UI's trio version. Two good bands making a, a third. One plus one. One good one. Guided by voices, Bob Pollard being another album. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy every other month. <laughs> Fuck it. Pull a rabbit out of your ass. Damn. Meet the star. I mean, you t- you topics, right? But I mean, he just looks at something and then, okay, I'll write a song. FOD after that with fan service. Helco. Uh, so one of the cats FOD quit to make Helco. So there's the connect. Just stop singing like that. And this is the reprise version. <laughs> I remember reprise because the label, right? Uh-huh. Frank Sinatra's, right? Columbia. It means again, right? Mm. I mean, you know, reprise. Yeah. <laughs> Reprisal. <laughs> revenge. Swenson Klein out of Canada with Scheme. Uh, Marissa Menzies with Iridescent. Uh, I got turned on Todd Appers. Oh. Right? Pedro did yeah, yeah. it up northwest now. And then here's here's a treat. Th- this will date you. Calling your song Ronald Reagan. Oh, man. <laughs> Agriculture, brand Reagan new. Reagan Blues. Reli- <laughs> <laughs> it's a dance tune. <laughs> Troposphere, brand new. M.P. Jones. Troposphere 7 with To Kei Toko Zanga. Creation Rebel. I think this is our first recorded in 40 years. Swiftly, the right one. Then Brett H. Hart on North Carolina, Greensboro area. And I got uh, asked to do bass for this. Oh, cool. It's called uh, The Rope. Heavy tune. Heavy tune. And finally, Angelic Overview. John (laughs) Trudeau. So, first, I want to get to Angelic Overview. Sure. Hippest to Man of Action. Man of Action. A lot of my tunes um, 
are earworms into my head. And sometimes I get these infantile, silly melodies that sound like they might be appropriate on children's record. Da 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 da. It's you know like a jingle or something. It's my head. I have these fucking things for years in my head, driving me crazy. And then I start putting lyrics to it, and I put lyrics to things that I think about. And I'm very um, uh, 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 socially maladjusted. So I think dark thoughts and I think ugly thoughts that most normal, well-adjusted people don't think about. And and resentments and and grievances. and Well, actually, resentments and grievances are all over America. It's actually normal now. Anyhow. there's that word again. (laughs) So one of my peeves throughout life, and this is probably for a lot of people in general. We go through life and we do our best and we, we, we follow the rules and we try to get along with people. But there's always somebody pushing ahead in line or somebody that's full of shit and, 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 and they're, they're talking shit and they, and they act like they know something. They're full of confidence or they think because they're rich, they're better than other people or they, they drive a fancy car. So that elevates them. And this irritates all the rest of us that don't have that confidence or that money or that fancy objects and, and so we resent there, there there there's a certain resentment um in in human nature and i was feeling that and expressing that and thinking of this um uh, generic arrogant son of a bitch uh uh, wealthy guy, but also cruel and mean and stupid and arrogant and dishonest and it almost describes people we actually know and you know, in real oh, life yeah. and politics. <laughs> and so it's just boiling down all those, all those qualities. And I put it in this sing songy song and, uh, there's uh, profanity in the song. What's also cool about having these catchy melodies and also having a girl sing it, having a, a woman sing it is I have these dark thoughts and I have these songs with profanities. And, um, if I put it to a jingly melodic line and I have a woman sing it, it's like, putting rat poison in a piece of candy. I can deliver the rat poison in a piece of candy and it's acceptable because she has a beautiful voice and it's a nice melody, but it's all this screw you attitude in the lyrics. So that's what I love with my lyrics. It's it's, um, subversion and expressing these antisocial thoughts. And actually, in a lot of ways, in the world of art and music and culture, uh, the whole purpose of it is to sort of subliminate or express these these thoughts that we can't express. When we're little kids, we want things, we, we want to scream and cry, we want to get things, and we need to control ourselves. So we control ourselves, but we feel this frustration and pain and wanting things and sorrow, and we can't express it. And the arts is a beautiful way to express all these dark, hostile feelings and sadness and sorrow um, in a way that's socially acceptable and nobody gets hurt, nobody dies, yet we can express all this darkness in this music and then go home and, and not, not, not be damaged or anything. That's the, the arts is a safety valve for all the darkness in, in, the, in the human psyche that is otherwise unacceptable to express in real life. You know? and, so and, the language ain't there, but the feelings are there, so art can get beyond this... Uh, it's coming of language. It, isn't it better to actually play an angry punk song and yeah. expressing out rather than getting to a bar fight and jabbing somebody's eye out and yeah. stabbing and then being in Pelican Bay for the rest of your life? Probably better to play that, get that music out in 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 a, in a song rather than being locked in jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> we got to pay out here, Harold's place. So I remember, was, dudes. 
in front of the head, got their leg out. They're uh-huh. just waiting for you to fucking trip them out. <laughs> gospel. Uh-huh. No, yeah. that's just how they get their jones. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know, get yeah. all fucked up and then have wait for that ass. <laughs> so you could be a bigger ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and like you say, if you could mitigate that kind of shit with some artistic expression. I, 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 and I, 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 I uh, admit whatever hostile feelings, angry feelings. I'm a human being. We all have these feelings, that, but there's appropriate ways to express them that are, and there's inappropriate ways to express them. Art is such a beautiful safety valve, and when I when I do the, my music, I, what I'm doing is working through a lot of conflicts in my life. You know, I was yelled at a lot as a kid, and I saw the, hypocr- the hypocrisy of all the stuff that the adults have. And And also, I'm one of these people that spends a lot of time alone, and I obsess, and I obsess, and I think about, well, well, I was did what I was supposed to do, and it didn't work out, and it didn't work out, and I live in my head, and I have these circular things in my head that comes out in the music lyrics, all this craziness, the stuff that I can't for, deal for with. For example, Angelic Overview. Uh, Angelic Overview, that was sort of a contrived track um, at the time in the 1980s, briefly, I had a, 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 a fleeting era of uh, notoriety where I had records out and my name was in the press a little bit blind locally. Blind Man's Penis. Yeah, Blind Man's Penis because of Blind Man's Penis. So I had this fleeting notoriety in the 1980s that I enjoyed. And then I, uh, it all went away and now I'm Mr. Invisible Nobody and I'm okay with doing that. But anytime, anyway, in the 1980s when I enjoyed this fleeting uh, notoriety in, in the music community in Los Angeles. Harvey Kubernick invited me to come down to Radio Tokyo Studio. You've Hi, been Harvey. there Ethan with James. Ethan James. Yes. Ethan James. <laughs> Abbott Kenny was called, Wa- there was three Washingtons. It was very easy to get lost. Yeah, Washington Boulevard there. Yeah. That's right. In Venice, yeah. And uh, we just. It should be named after Abbott Kenny. It was his baby. Yeah, baby. he was a dude. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Har- Harvey and I and, and Ethan James, we, we just uh, put together the, um, the the track. It was actually Ethan James and I. The, the track has actually had him do, do a, a beat in 7-4 or 7-8. Uh, so it's an oddball thing on a drum machine, and I'm just ranting Lindrum. this. Lindrum. Yeah. He had a Lindrum. Yeah, he had, a, he had all, all You know what? He cool. ended up yeah. building his own hurdy-gurdies, doing guest appearances for the San Francisco Philharmonic. Whoa. As featured... Hurdy gurdy, uh-huh. yeah, and he's cancer no, got him fifty six, fifty seven. And he's he's no longer with us. Yeah. He's what about Harvey. Yeah. Harvey's still around. Harvey is. Harvey's still around. Yeah, yeah somewhere. A couple months uh-huh. ago. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. Just want Peter's special guest, John Truby, again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take for hour two. July twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. It's the second hour of what for Pedro's show.
second hour, John Truby. I've been enlightened to the fact there's only one magnificent March of the Dead Monkeys, and that what you just heard. Healers after that, Illinois, but right on the border with Indiana. Uh, this is uh, Jamie, really cool cat. He did a, his own version of D. Boone's Car Jam off oh. Double Nichols. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a cover of a <laughs> Don't run in your car, okay. Classic. Yep, yep. Sarah Oswald and Felder Melder with Memories of Essential Ignorances. That's a title. Uh, Brendan Etter Ensemble with Retirement. Don't know it. Rent Party out of Chicago, Stowaways. Stanislaw Zabich, uh, his sister Snez. Oh. In that band. Uh, Samuel Locke Ward, Iowa City, Under the Lord. He's on tour right now with Bob Buckle Jr. I think they're playing the Half Japanese fed. There's a festival for that that band, Half Japanese. Oh, yeah. But the main man can't make it. Brother got hurt or something. Noisuke after that, MB2. Oh, yeah, Under the Lord. Sorry, Sam. Uh, Emily Dickens. Yeah, I did a Kill Rockstar spiel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't like to wear shoes or shirts inside. <laughs> yeah. Some people get freaked out when they see that. <laughs> I ain't trying to fuck with it. And, and, and snack up. I ain't uh-huh. being Kevin Spacey. He got off on that stuff, right? Yeah, he had some he weird things, or, I guess. He said he felt grateful, so maybe it was escape. <laughs> it was a escape. Uh, Emily, uh, Crane has been working with Emily. She needs your uh, lyrics, brother man, because oh. he's, he's working with Emily Dickens. Oh, man, that. I got to get on well, it. Remember, she said, I want to be known as a gardener more uh, than a poem. So, yeah. <laughs> Scraping the barrel? Or, no, no. She, she loves some good stuff. These Fevered Days. Ray Shin out of Reno after that with uh, Unhinged Malady. What's the other guy? <laughs> oh, the Hinged Malady? Okay. No, no. No, no, no here. And finally, John Truby with Benediction for the Monkey. I thought that would go good with much. Yeah. But, 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 but lightness to the fact. So I love the stories. It goes with you. It ain't just writing a song, right? It's almost like you're trying to get some something like you were talking about, some kind of therapy. Yeah. At the same time, it's almost a society's having a therapy by yes. using arts. Yes. But also, it's a day in the life. Yeah. It's almost a diary entry. Sure. It's also a work. Yeah. Right. You get going. Wow, that worked with that. That worked. With, what if I put that with in, that? Impressions of life. Okay. So tell. Were these two tunes ever related, except for both having monkey in the name? Was it benediction for the mon- benediction? Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that. That's that's I think was a benediction for the. Uh, well, anyway, and there was Ma- magnificent march of the dead monkeys. Is that that's it? When okay? Um, and uh, when I was first in L.A., for, uh, I, I, I um, did a recording session. And had got a bonus of money at Christmas time. I was making five bucks an hour. I got a bonus of like four hundred dollars. I took it and blew it. 
and put it uh, re- reserve some studio time at City Recorders, which is a little studio off of Sunset Boulevard yeah. down near Gower. And, uh, Gower Gulch. Yeah, Gower Gulch, that area. And we went in and did a four-song demo. Uh, it was, at the time, it was I was writing the tunes. The band was put together with me. I was always the leader. I would just call musicians that I knew. There was Chris Wall from the Flesh Eaters playing percussion. Andy sure. Gordy, amazing studio L.A. percussionist playing uh, playing drums there. Jack V's uh, uh, bass player and Ugly Janitors and yeah, a lot of yeah. other stuff. Uh, and um, Jim Simcoe on soprano sax, John Sharkey on keyboards, me on guitar, and it recorded these four. John t- Sharkey played a lot with you. Yeah, on and off, and yeah, he was great. He was he was a good friend, and uh, recorded these four tunes and uh, put it on a cassette. So that's the the, the point of that. I just wrote a, a a nifty melody. It was sort of um, it, it was. Somewhat um, inspired by uh, Anio Morricone, um, you know that the, the sure. nice melodies and he was a trumpet man. Yeah, he played but trumpet. But you can tell how he yeah. he did the the surf guitar. Yeah, so at that point I was writing melodies, sort of inspired by him, and um, I I took the 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 tunes and some other stuff, and when I was promoting myself, I would dub these demo songs onto. Um, uh, cassettes that I'd hand out to musicians when we played in clubs, and I got a record deal uh, out of that. And I could tell you briefly about that. Um, uh, I, I, I don't want to make it too long because I know you have other stuff to get onto. Funny story, uh, back and this this is all it all relates. It's it's a really weird story. Back in the early seventies, Zoog's Rift recorded. I was going to ask you yeah, about Zoog. Zoog's recorded a bunch of tunes with his band Zobis, and he took. But, then, but this is on the East Coast, right? Yeah, on the East Coast. And Zoog's went into New York. He, he, Zoog's lived in Parsippany, New Jersey, but spent months going into New York City to try to sell the, the demo tapes to try to get a record deal. He wanted to get a record deal. He went to Sire Records. He ran into Seymour. This, yeah, Seymour Stein. Uh, but he he met a guy named Craig Leon, record producer. I got to play the first Ramones album with him. He produced the first. Yes, album. exactly. And uh, so okay. Craig Leon was very well established, the uh, Blondie and Talking That's Heads right, and other right. people. Yeah. So anyway, Zoogs went to Sire Records, presented the tapes to Craig Leon, and Craig Leon just brushed it off. He said, this is not commercial, this is no good, we'll never fly, blah, blah. So Zoogs would always tell the story about. Craig Leon being this arrogant guy that just gave him the brush off, this this you know badass, and it became like the villain of the record deal. Oh, nobody recognizes my genius. I'm the great Zoog's Rift, and oh, nobody yeah. recognizes my genius. So that sort of thing that, that hurt that. artist sort of feeling. He told the story. Ironically enough, okay, so I'm playing in Zoog's band uh, years later, and about on the ten, West Coast. yeah, on the West Coast. In 1981, we're playing at Al's Bar with the Fibonacci's. I give, uh, I give one of my sampler tapes with Blind Man's Penis and my other tunes to Ron Stringer, guitarist of the Fibonacci's. A year later, because we're playing... I Joe Berardi. Joe Berardi was in that band, too. Uh, so I met, I, I met the Fibonacci's when we played the, at Al's Bar and, and gave Ron this tape, like promiscuously handing out... Lost my, him, right? Yeah, he's, he died a few months ago, and uh, great guy. 
One year later, there was a call on the payphone at work, Producers Film Center, this film vault I worked in Hollywood. Uh, Braun Stringer got on the phone and said, hey, uh, we're in the studio with the producer, and I played him Blind Man's Penis, and he wants to press it up as a single with Enigma Records. Would you like to do it? I said, sure, sure, sure. I want it really, really badly. I wanted to put out records more than I ever wanted to lose my virginity. It was. I wanted it really, really badly. I can't, I can't express to you how badly I wanted to put out a record and just do it and not to be rich or famous just to make a record and here I got my my chance just by handing out my sampler cassette we went into the studio the producer was Craig Leon the producer was Craig Leon the bad guy who snubbed Zooks and so not only was Craig Leon putting out a record by the Fibonacci's but he was helping put out my record and I I don't know if I talked to Zooks about it but I can imagine Zooks was supremely pissed off about the whole thing because his buddies got to put out records through Craig Leon where, and, and, where Craig Leon snubbed them years ago ultimately Zooks put out a bunch of records on SST so everybody got what they wanted and it all has a happy ending right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I thought now, the, the Blind Penis record that came out of Nashville Yeah. you don't know those musicians right? I have no idea. No. Yeah, they're just some canned kind of yes. little staff that works on everything. I just sent them the lyrics, and they sent me back the tape. That was all it was. <laughs> yeah. Never met them. So the, the cat, the, the, the mill, or whatever they got, the factory. It's one guy working in an office, and he pretended like he, Ramsey Kearney, the, the singing artist, was different from the writer, Will Drentry. They were the same person. Well, what about the cats playing um, there had to be a little. I, I, I think he he probably recorded a, a, a music library of all this shit, and there was you could get a simple oh, version okay. with just voice and piano, or you could get the full production that had the pedal steel guitar and yeah. the and the snare drum with yeah. uh, slapback echo and shit. And I wanted the full production, so I paid seventy nine ninety five. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> the whole enchilada. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and uh, so. The really the only connection between the two monkey tunes is their John Truby tunes. They weren't really they were they're different. They're not related. Benediction yeah. for the monkey. Uh, uh, for they were the, in a different place in your life. Yeah, that was just a rant. We were playing uh, that that comes from a live recording at Madame Wong's in Chinatown. I remember a new wave place. And they invited us to play there, and the band was not rehearsed, and the band just consisted of synthesizers: me on Mini Moog and John Sharkey on his uh, keyboard, and so we just had a bunch of synthesizers and we just went there and made noise improvised noise with me screaming my weirdo poetry over it and that was the show it was abysmal i i, I made some performances that were not well rehearsed at all and were just total shit i feel sort of ashamed at, of it but it was fun and i have recordings of it and my feeling is if if you want me to do really nice well-produced stuff Give me a budget, or give me, or book the gig like months in advance, so we have t- time to rehearse for it. But at the time, I was working my shit job. I had no money, and somebody asked me to play at a job. It's like some girl saying, "Would you like to get laid?" Yeah, I'd like to get laid. Oh, I forgot my rubber, but yeah, let's get laid. Yeah, it's like that. It's it's like I was I was I had. I was giving opportunities to do this stuff, and I threw myself into it sometimes unprepared. I have no regrets whatsoever. You want perfection. You want really something really fine. Give me a fucking budget. But if you don't give me a budget, I'm going to walk into that battlefield anyway. I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And she was into, I saw some gigs there. She would, like, 
I, I saw her tore the bags to stop playing. The yeah. same music. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but Madam Oh, Joe jo Adam Wang? Jo no, no, the lady who... Madam oh, Wong. yeah, yeah, Madam Wong. Yeah, she, you know, the lady who ran that bag. Yeah, I don't think and I met she, her. she stopped the bags. I was watching a bags gig there. Because <laughs> the real pad in that area yeah. was Hong Kong Cafe. That's yeah. the one I liked. Yeah. But sometimes there'd be a gig, and I saw the bags, and she made them stop playing. She said, this ain't music. Yeah. Hey, I I had a, a old lady argument one time with Helen at Helen's place, yes, anti club. Anti -club. One of the the first thing I had my band there it was called Van Zelm and the Geeks before the Ugly Janitors, same guys. And I'm doing this rant about money is a bitch and how you know money is so oppressive and how we fight and kill for money and it, and it's all bullshit and we're all, we're killing ourselves for money. And I had a, a a paper bag of of fake money from like a game, you know, kids play money. And I said, you here, you you, you bitches. You whores, you want money? Here's your fucking money. I rope up in the bag and I'm throwing out the piles of money on the anti club floor. Bah! Have your fucking money. Have your fucking money. And the ba and band's going crazy behind me and and just playing 2D or, or, or the triple F loud, obnoxious. Here, have your fucking money. Have your fucking money. And, it, and it's such an obnoxious thing to say here in America where everybody worships money to have this jerk madman saying screw you to money. I mean, it's not allowed. We don't do this stuff. That, but, in, but, that's what art's for. It's like saying "screw you" and getting away with it, and 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 being the contrarian voice. And and the, so, after that, all the money was on the dance floor in front of the stage. And Helen came with me with a long broom, and she said, "You sweep that up. You made a mess." <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there was a band called Turds from Space, <laughs> and what they did, the guy was beating the fucking deck with a two by four and she's like what's the matter with you you fucking nut you crazy nut people trying to sleep so they took that and sampled it so over and over and over what's the matter with you you're supposed to like sit down and like seriously answer brother Matt I think it's time to get some fucking right cyclage on. right on so you gotta Co-conspirator. Right on. We're gonna do it way better this time. Okay. Man, John got a real guitar. Yeah. Well, I, I might. It might still be shitty, so I, I can't. Okay. Bring it.
Matt. What made you do what you did to us today with your cycle? Well, I know. I, I didn't do much except for mess things up. Okay. I, I, that was my part was messing things up. John, you're okay. awesome with a great guitar. Oh, just um, having fun. Just yeah, having fun. yeah. So we just had to put on a side of Tangerine Dream. Yeah. And that, that was about it for, for my part, other than fucking that up. It was the uh, <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour. July 27, 2023 edition. Well, Peter, so special guest, John Truby, Old Time Era 3. July 27, 2023. It's the third hour of the for Pedro
darkness and rain was hiding their boats. Only their side lights were visible, bright, blinding. They appeared 50 foot high, great shadows of mountains and began firing. Shells, shells, brass, heavy shells, hot, burning bullets that fit as they hit the sea. Believing perhaps this was blank shell, fish were offered, held at arm's length, even thrown into the air, for fishing they were. Lawful calling in the North Sea. But this navel cared not for their nature. The trawlers helpless to what proceeded. Shell, shell, brass heavy shell. Hot burning bullets that fit as they hit the sea. Hot in seizure as they entered the bodies Fitting with blood as it spilled on deck Tearing holes in places where holes should not be In moments they stood with their arms aloft Facing the bullets that cut the green air Surrender and victory So similar a stance but they could not stand forever unless they wished themselves dead tethered to the sea to the bullets bruised casing and human skin flex inward the navel the trawler the bullet and water and wood and sky together After shell, shell, pound like shell, light bomb, cold, skipper, sister, brother, father. As the violence pushed, They assume themselves lost With nothing more than the dance And to lay down with the shattered bones The retreating dream statues Fantasies of heroes Shell, shell, dancing shell What do you dream of? Do you wish to enter human flesh? Or merely to fly? Boats, so near they could see the deck See the deck was gutting fish, for that is what it were Gutting fish, slicing bellies Removing tubes, thin, flexible innards that crush in your thumb Let nothing to explain our real nature Seems we too will be sunk one after another Without explanation Or proper meaning 
ancient and modern, in confused states cutting our nets, cutting away. Later in quiet, the moonlight observed. The waves had returned to their gentle shimmer. Glistening fish, scaling radiance with beauty barely visible above the surface. Wonder, unabated, untethered, below the line where wind and water meet. Foolish land folk litter sea Sink into depths their vehicles of flight Fingerprints linger on some of those remains Gifted and collected at the bottom of the bin of life The legacy of sea battles is not visible They appear efficient, clean, they are not so There is always a victor, even when all appear to lose. Some precious thing is rubbed away, some irrevocable change. Where wind and water meet, lights dipped below the waves and reappeared in disguise. An abstract where murder lies. The chamber of aggression Bullying the sky to the point it closed To the great vector of the waves Who spares no concession to the land folk No emotion to the gun
hands cling together. They turn inward and protect. Find the shortest path to safety. Wounds cling to the sinking decks. Hiding with splinters where timbers meet. Flecks of blood. Pieces of flesh. Becoming translucent. Smaller and smaller. Until changed. Freed from the body that held it. Freed to slip into the icy water. Unchained, changed, but definitely there. Not lost, becoming new. The face, the most precious place. The eyes, the lips, the speech. What face now exists? Not some mythical beast, but neither human. Ink from the octopus, the water weaves through it. Structures entwined and erred. Blood woven with the essence of others, of history, of human, of fish, of mammal buried in the seabed. The face becoming sea, becoming the seabed, and then the river, and then the riverbed, and then the land, and deeper into the earth, into the core, and becoming fire and fuel, and again into the sky, and again rain down on the place where it died. Blood gathered in moments against the waves. Of what did it speak? Of fear, of relief. Of no longer being of tongue but an assemblage of sea. What could he know of the depths that we fear so much? Breaking the tethers that keep us grounded. Convention, tradition. No longer optioned with simple directions when the world is both above, below and shifting. No longer reaching. More becoming that which surrounds. What of the language? Not words, not speech, but something more closely a feeling, formed with the thoughts of others who had bled into the sea, freed and then tethered again, an enduring harmony. Past, present, future, circling the waves, 
a catalogue of graves. Submerged forests, towns, memorials of wood, rope, sails. Broken lamps that used to guide the deck illuminate the fish. By some chance they still hang upright. Not a light in our sense. But a guiding path into the sunken remains of trawlers. Does light from above ever return and read the posts and timbers? What if time is not consecutive or paused for years? And what of the memories that went down too? This trawler no less a home than brick or stone. A name, a number, a painted funnel. As visible as the signs on our street. Is the flexing waves The sheets of tin that open and close That open on occasion to take in Breached ropes ghost Extra worlds shimmer and squeeze Once below Near impossible to return above It closed Welded shut, riveted, sealed. Gaze upon it, but go no further. At times translucent, at times a mirror. A sky captured quickly during a storm. The beautiful changes decorate the tide.
show start off third hour with mental illness can be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and then we had vanishing this is 
the Moonlight Observed Parts 1 and 2. And John Truby after that, the world has gone insane today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Now, people. So, enlighten us. Do you remember the periods of time when you wrote these? Um, yes, I do. If you sp- write the, if if you name me the title, I'll I'll, I'll tell you about Mental the lyrics. Mental illness can be beautiful. Mental illness can be beautiful. I was um, given the chance to record an album by Restless Records. They had some studio time down it's at Mad Enigma. Dog. It's Ma- Enigma. That's Enigma. Part. Yeah, uh, it was actually Restless Records, their spinoff label. Yes, yes. Ron Gowdy said they had some time. Ron Gowdy. Ron Ron. Gowdy they had some time you know, down at the. Stu- a couple what? years ago. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah. I've seen him a few times. In, uh, uh, he had moved to Amsterdam. Yeah. So I'd see him on tours. Cool. Yeah. But he, he was one of the Enigma. Remember friends. he had that band in Long Beach. Yeah, I wasn't I familiar with the name. band. Yeah. But Bemis, there was a guy in the band, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Bemis. So yeah. called the, like Bemis. Yeah, Bemis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah. So, um, oh... So Ron Gowdy invited me to bring my band in to record. They had some free studio time down at Mad Dog Studio in Venice. So I I remember Mad Dog, Ron Lincoln. Yeah. So I had to come up some with some material really quick and call my band together. We had hardly any time for to rehearse as usual. And I was at home messing around with the guitar and made up this weird sort of ethnic-sounding scale on guitar. And I wrote out all the, the what the note, the pitches were on the note, and I composed all the uh, the tune based on this on this weird um, scale. And I had uh, Larry Lashmer on bassoon uh, uh, playing in tandem, I think, with a trombone or trumpet. There were a couple horns there, just playing the same weird melody line. And then I played a spastic guitar solo at the end. But it's like an invented weird scale um, for that tune. Yeah. And, and uh, any reason why... Mental illness. Um, I mean, be, with, with something like that, right? Time uh, yeah. means a lot. Right. right. And, and, and there's people that actually have mental illness, and it's not a happy thing. It's not a good yeah, thing. Right. Um, I I wrote it when I was in my mid-20s, 26, 27. I don't know. Young men in general have the sense of irreverence and screw you. And, yeah. and I, I, I can't speak for others. I'll speak to myself. I had a sense of irreverence well, and we screw might, you. We might share this. Yeah. Were you influenced by Man Magazine? Yes. So, uh, weren't we all? Me. Right. Yeah. What was great? Well, I, I think cats grew up without that. Yeah. What was great about Mad Magazine is it exposed all the lies of the adult world, all the hypocrisy and bullshit of Madison Avenue and entertainment and politics. And and it it, it was like talking to the kids. They say, essentially, Mad Magazine was saying, your parents are full of shit. You know, this is so that's what we love about Mad Magazine. In my 20s and even still today. There's this prankish schoolboy uh, in me, and this is Zugs used to say this the same thing. You look at the workaday world, you look at the social convention, you look at entertainment, and Zugs is looking at the you know having to work for a living. If you have to work for a living, all the social conventions, and we look at that. A thinking person, anybody with sensitivity or sensibility, looks at a lot of the stuff, the work and the world. Says, "You got to be kidding me." This is a bunch of shit. You got to be kidding me! Yeah. You know this this entertainment or this or this um, having to go to to work for eight hours a day doing shit and and day after day week. It's all it's all a farce. It's crazy, and to fight back 
as a, as a the, the human being with a lot of energy and vigor. I said, this is crazy. I feel like a prisoner in all this stupidity. And, and so I used my irreverent humor and, and my um, sort of uh, aggressive humor as a screw you back to this world that looks insane to me. And so, and so I'm, I'm, making, I'm making a joke of mental illness because in American culture, there's certain topics we don't talk about. We don't talk about suffering and disease. It's not nice to talk about at the dinner table. We don't talk about death. We don't talk about sex, you know, at, in polite company. There's these taboos that we stay away yeah. from, as well as money. We don't talk about money. Where does money come from? I, I had this weird epiphany. My dad was a banker, and uh, uh, my parents were always very nervous and anxious and very controlling and uh, had this great reverence for people with money and rich people and this great awe and reverence of this whole this thing about money. And it was this big God that we're supposed to worship. We found out later, after my mom died, she left a letter that she divorced my dad in the early 80s. It turned out he didn't have any money. They have this huge debt of $200,000 in 1980, which is like uh, three-quarters of a million dollars a day. And so they were fighting over money, which broke apart their, their marriage. So they're essentially, um, they're essentially terrified about money because they didn't have any, but they were trying to aspire to live this middle-class lifestyle. Yes. So there's all these... All these hypocrisies and lies in, in, in our lives. Uh, death. I worked at the uh, senior home. And, yeah. and over the course of me working there, over 100 people died. 100 seniors died. Yeah. But I never saw them carted out. And I made a game of wanting to look for them taking the dead person out. Because in American culture, we hide from death. We can't yeah. stand it. Um, so I saw them wheel out a corpse two times in the 15 years that I was there. And they're very, they're, the, the hearse comes to the side. The hearse doesn't look like a hearse anymore. It looks like, a, like an SUV. You can't yeah. tell it's a hearse. And they, they come in the side door. The guys come in really quickly with a gurney to the, uh, the resident's apartment, put them on the, the gurney, put the blanket over them, and scoot them out as quickly as possible out the side door where nobody sees it. And yeah. I got to see it once just because I saw the hearse pull up. We hide death. There's these things we don't talk about in this culture. And again, what's cool in the arts, you can start talking about this badass stuff to get people to think about it. And the problem with having these taboos that we never talk about is if we don't talk about stuff, we don't think about stuff. And if we don't think about stuff, then we don't have any tools to confront these Th things in life we're going to have to confront, like sex, like death, like money. Where do you make money? Uh, like disease or, uh, and, and all these tragedies of life if we're, if, we're, if we're always going to hide it and not think about it. And so in the arts is a way that you can get into that stuff and throw it in people's faces and get away with it. Yeah, but if you go to a cocktail party and start talking about death and mortuaries, people are going to kick your ass right out. But in, in artwork, I can, I, or, or music, I can record all my smart-ass lyrics and my yeah. fuck-you lyrics and put it out there, and somebody might make a fuss. I don't give a fuck because it's out there, and there's nothing you can do to hurt me. This is my, my statement. Screw you. you know? Great. I want to play Leper in the Shadows.
charge company.
Thank you. Space Measurer.
Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. John Truby started off the chunk with Leper in the Shadows. Then the Space Major, one time only band, live in 2019, Cafe Neller. Neller doing uh, Sid Barrett's Interstellar Overdrive. Or Pink Floyd, but Sid Barrett. Actually. Eugene Chadbourne, Memories of Marley. Great guitar man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John Truby, finally. Drowning Grover Norquest in a bathtub. I mean, where else would you drown? Teaspoon of water? I mean, provocative title, right? Yeah, you, you know the story about Nor- Grover Norquist. <laughs> about, he said that... Uh, so, very right. Yeah. He said we ought to drown the federal government in a bathtub. And... Um, but that's a wet dream of these. Of the libertarians, yeah. And uh, they want to kill the referee so they can go out in the playing field and kill each other. Um, well, they they want to be butch. Yeah. Or they, they don't want to pay taxes. So yeah. They, they don't want to pay taxes and uh, have no funding for social programs. So you have a few people sitting on top of the hill and everybody else crawling and shit. And that's not the society I want to live in. So um, that's my response to Grover Norquist. We'll drown you in the bathtub and not the government. Now, in four months from now, where are you going to be? Santa uh, Rosa? Santa Rosa, yeah. The, what, for November? Yeah. Um, actually, my niece, Mackenzie, uh, is getting, she lives near me up uh, with her uh, boyfriend, fiance, Brian, in Novato, and they're coming down to Palm Desert and be married at my brother's restaurant. We're going to, so I'll be there in, uh, for the wedding in November. Yeah. Well. Well, I'll be coming back from a tour, but maybe, what about December? Can you come back on the show? Uh, maybe, uh, sure. If uh, Are you inviting me? Absolutely. Whoa, are, are, aren't you fed up with my shit? Haven't you played all my songs already? Haven't I? Give me a look, I got a bunch of CDs sitting at home. Okay. Or you can give me a batch of your preferred. No, no, no. You decide. Like, it's you your show. Do you There's have a choice? A, the, you, you have your pile of the shit there. You yeah. pull out what you want to do, and I'll be happy. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not fussy. I only made that request from Jack Brewer because yeah. Jack asked. But, but after, after I sent you the email, Jack asking for that request, yeah. I said, oh, wait a minute. It's Mike's show, and he wants it to go a certain way. And I'm like, big, and I'm asking him, and I'm being the messenger boy for Jack Brewer, yeah. and this is stupid. So I wanted to apologize. And next time, if somebody asked me, I said, just ask Mike directly. Don't make me your messenger boy. You know. But I uh, like Jack. You truth know. be told, I played it first. Thank you. Thank you. Now, December so, would be fine. I'm December. always looking for an excuse to travel and you have know, adventures. 20 December. Yeah. I turned 66. Okay. What? December what? 20. Is that the date you want to do this? Think about it. No, no thinking. I've already decided. Yes. <laughs> Brother Matt, thank you so much for your always essential aid and abet people. It's been the January 27, 2023 edition of the Watt for Peter. So keep your power.